Hey guys, how you doing this morning? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Plug. If you are, of course, on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page on the Sports Plug and make sure you hit that notification bell. Ding. Yes, sir. And if you are on Twitch, please make sure you follow our page on Twitch at the Sports Plug. Of course, welcome back everybody for our Super Wild Card Weekend Recap with my guys Ishmael and Datman Dooley joining us once again. Datman. Yes, What's sir. Going on? What's going on, everybody? Good morning. I appreciate you gentlemen for being on this morning. Of course, we will be recapping these wild, wild games that we saw over the past weekend. Before we get into the games, let's just talk really briefly on what we saw with the six games and we'll lead off with this what game surprised you the most let's start with that man well the game that surprised me the most um, and probably most people would agree with this is the Steelers versus the Browns you know um I, I didn't expect the Browns to go in there like that and handle their business, you know. But when you got the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're just not the same, man. Big Ben, he's um, he's an overrated quarterback, in my opinion, because he, he can't get it done without a great defense. Big Ben needs a great defense, a great defense, which they had this deep this year. They had a good defense. But obviously, as we can see, that defense didn't come to play, did they? Baker Mayfield and the Browns came into town. And they did what they had to do. Final score, what, 48-37? Yes, sir, 48-37. The highest scoring game of the weekend at that, you know. So Mayfield did his thing. The Browns did their thing as a whole. The running game was on point. He passed the ball nice. Even though the second half, if the if the comeback, the, the lead was so large, the Steelers just couldn't come back. If there was a closer lead, the Steelers still might have been in that game. I mean, you give up, you give up 24, 28 points in a quarter. It's very hard very for hard. anybody to come back. Exactly, exactly. So, but but they did a good job in the second half, you know, of of playing better football, you know. So, but yeah, the Browns versus Steelers. That's absolutely my most surprising game of the weekend, hands down. Ish, what you got? Uh, for me, I wasn't too surprised by the Browns versus Steelers. I mean, there was some aspect of surprise because who expected the Browns to score 28 points in the first quarter? Um, but to not be the same as my man, that man, Dooley, uh, let me just say the game that surprised me actually was the Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the reason why I was surprised by that game is because, um, to be honest with you, and being 100% honest, X, you know, all year I've been saying the Washington football team, that's a team that actually, you know, people were kind of sleeping on them. I thought they were going to win the NFC East. I switched at the last minute, but that's – Let's just all forget about that, okay? Um, I was on their back the whole time. And honestly, watching that game, I was surprised at how close that game was. I know the final score looks a little bit further than what it actually was because it ended 31-23. But in reality, the game was a lot closer than that for a long time. And what surprised me the most was, like, without Alex Smith, them being that close, I kind of felt like if Alex Smith had played, you could have possibly seen the Washington football team win that game. Like a lot of people are ignoring the fact that they really would have had a better shot of winning that game. If Alex Smith had played, Tampa Bay might not be in the playoffs right now. Like that to me was the difference of that game. I feel like Alex Smith plays that game. We might be looking at different results. So that game surprised me because I thought Tampa Bay was going to come out and run away with it. I thought that offense was just going to blast through that defense. Um, you weren't going to have a contest, and they were just going to be done with it. But for them to keep it as close as they did for as long as they did, like, man, hats out to Washington. I am definitely uh, excited about them moving forward. No, I definitely agree. And shout out to Greg checking everything out on YouTube. He said shout out to the Browns. Greg did call it out. He did say he the did. Browns were going to upset did. them. And shout out to Greg on that one. 
Uh, it cost me a couple of green tea shots on my pocketbook, but where uh, am I? Didn't, you didn't show up, so that's on you. Mm. I'm sorry. Ne- next week, next week, or not? It's next next month, maybe when everything calms down, we we got mm-hmm. you. Uh, for my from my perspective, of course, I think it's a it's pretty easy to to go uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland uh, ish. I think that was a great pick from you as well. I'm going to go with the Rams and Seattle game. Mainly because these this was one of the few times we've seen Russell Wilson actually look human. And what I mean by that is usually when Russell is able to get out of the pocket, he's able to make plays, he's able to extend plays, he's able to look like cooking up Russ like we've seen in the beginning of the half of the NFL season. And this game... We, of course, knew that the Rams had the best defense in the league, but for them to put on that defensive show, especially with that defensive line, even with Aaron Donald out for at least a a quarter and a half in that second half, I am very reluctant to go back to the Rams and say, hey, maybe these guys are really making a run to go back to the NFC Championship game because let's remember, remember the dynamics of this game. The Rams started their backup quarterback due to Jared Goff having pins in his in his thumb. The backup quarterback, who is the starting quarterback, gets hurt 10 minutes into the game, have to get taken to a hospital. So now here comes Jared Goff coming in and playing hero, who probably, you know, probably should have been there in the first place, but probably shouldn't have been there. But he has to be there, of course, because he's the emergency quarterback. And he comes out there and he's slanging that thing. And puts the team on his back and and is able to get the Rams to where they need to be go, uh, for next week. And I think we have to seriously put a little bit more respect on Jared Goff for that performance. And maybe look at the Rams like maybe they can do a little something something against the Green Bay Packers. We have to wait and see what happens next week. But the... Los Angeles Rams look really good at the moment. I'll say that. And thank you, Damian McQueen, for checking in, saying hi. And no, we will we will not pause over here, sir. We're going to keep on going. And with that being said, again, we're going to talk about the games that we uh, picked on. And we're going to talk a little, about, a little bit about the games coming up on Saturday and Sunday. And we'll have our predictions on Saturday morning as well. Of course, let's get with the Colts and Buffalo. Of course, Buffalo won this game 27 to 24. And to be completely honest, I think the main thing out of this game that we all can take from is that Phillip Rivers is pretty much done. Because if you cannot throw a Hail Mary at the end of this game, it might it might be time for you to hang it up, Philip Rivers. You're so dirty for that. I'm just saying, for, hey, uh, Dooley, what you think? You you a Cali boy? You've been watching Philip Rivers for a long time on that West Coast. What you think? Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Philip Rivers. I, I I don't like Philip Rivers. I don't have any confidence in Philip Rivers. You know, um, although I know he's a good quarterback. You know, he started in this league for over a decade. I mean, what else do we need to say there? You know. But the simple fact about it is, my two good men, Philip Rivers doesn't have that it factor, you know, and that's what Philip Rivers was has been missing his whole career. He has the arm, he knows a little bit about football and defenses, but he doesn't have the it factor, you know. Now, with all that being said, he couldn't throw the hail mary, but. For God's sakes, he was 27 for 46, 309 yards, two touchdowns. Phillip had a game, you know. Um, is it time for him to hang it up? Out? Who am I to say? But he has been in the league since 05. It, 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 it's about time, Phil. It's about time. You got about 10 kids. Go be a father. Yeah, about 14. Mm-hmm. Left a couple right. off. Right, 20, whatever, 30. You know, go home and go take watch your kids and be a dad full time, Philip. You got money. You need to watch your kids grow up. Why are you on the road anymore? What you on the road for now, Philip? Ah, give it up. You're never winning the Super Bowl. Let it go. Good job, Bills. We all had the Bills. Great job, boys. Anyways, go ahead, man. Go Ish. Ahead. 
Um, yeah, man, this was this was an interesting game because one of the things that I was thinking about or going into the game was that uh, you know that Bills def- that Bills offense um, and the Bills defense. Most uh, importantly, the Bills defense really wasn't that um, that elite. They're good defense. They're not that great. Um, and it actually showed in this game, like they, uh, Indianapolis was running the ball on them pretty much most of the game. And, uh, Phillip did have a wonderful game. I mean, I'm not going to hoe him because, you know, I don't like Phillip Rivers, but I'm not going to come out here and say like he was a straight bum. He played well, but I think this game just cements his place in history. Like he is a meh quarterback. Like he, he may get a team to the playoffs and then do nothing. So, once again, you get to the first round and you lose. Philip, you're done. You need to hang it up. I think Dooley said it all right then and there. Um, yeah, we need to go ahead and get that man up out of there. But um, Indianapolis really did run the ball on them, and that was the, my biggest takeaway from this game. I thought that um, their defense played well against the Bills. They kind of slowed them down a little bit. They didn't stop them. They slowed them down. And then um, their offense was able to do whatever they wanted, which – leads me into what we're looking at for this week against the Ravens. That is not going to be an easy game by any means. That's going to be a very interesting matchup because I said if the Bills didn't jump up early, it could be close. And if the Bills don't jump up early on the Ravens, which we saw what their defense did, and we'll get into that a little bit later, um, Lamar Jackson in that run game might just, I mean, terrorize Mm. the Bills. Mm. It might be ugly. Mm. What I will say about Phillip Rivers, like Dooley did say, and he is correct, Phillip Rivers did not have a bad game. A a little over 50% passing, but like Ish said, this game is just a a four-quarter mini version of of Phillip Phillip Rivers' career when it comes to He's always been good, but not good enough to get you to where you want to be. And I don't think that's an indictment on him as a person. I just, at the end of the day, that's is what he does on the field. And before this game, he was 4-0 in wild card weekend performances. He is now 4-1. But the, the biggest stat, more than anything, is his playoff career. Now, at, at the moment, he's 5-7 and seven in the playoffs. And there are people that will say he's a Hall of Famer, and that's fine if you feel that way. But I'm just look, no Super Bowl, no Super Bowl victories, and being five and seven in the playoffs. And there are people that will swear to you up and down that Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I say he's in the Hall of Good. He's not a Hall of Famer, but Did he make the AFC Championship game. He ever? went to he went to one AFC Championship game and they lost back when they were playing for the San Diego Chargers with so LT and Antonio Gates. Yeah. They went to one and lost against the Patriots. Yep, and and that was it. Hall of Famer. Stats, stats, stats. Hey, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know what people people will tell me all the time. People say because of his stats, they would want to throw him in the Hall of Fame. No, hold on. Let's 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 really break this down here. Let's break it down then. He's. Let's just be honest. He's borderline. He's he's no. He's not. Yes, because he okay, because no. Him. Let me explain, Dooley. Dooley, let me explain. You you want to know why? Because the two quarterbacks that came in the NFL in his draft class have won have won two Super Bowls, Dooley. It, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That's like that's like saying Eli Manning is a borderline quarterback the same way Philip Rivers is, but because he has two uh, Super Bowls, Eli. yeah. Eli. But because he has two Super Bowls, he's getting in. Rings don't get you in the Hall of Fame. Statistics do. Period. Philip is. This is not away. baseball. This is not yeah, baseball. Statistics. Philip, statistics Philip, issue into baseball. Hey, Julie, let me ask you a question though. At what time do we adjust the statistic? Like what the statistics need to be to get in the Hall of Fame? When you realize that the game has changed, it's like, changing. It's exactly. It's a pack. They're going to break a bunch of records nowadays because they're throwing the ball more than the quarterbacks in the past. So when do we adjust what our statistics need to be to get into the Hall of Fame? Like, yeah, he's going to have great numbers because the game changed. But like when you compare him to his peers, he's a good quarterback, but he's not Hall of Fame. That man is okay. So so let me guys ask you this. Give everybody the Hall of Fame now. I'm gonna bring up my favorite. No, hold on. First of all, Philip. You might put Andy Dalton. Put Andy Dalton in the Hall of Fame. He's breaking. Yeah, exactly. He's breaking Cincinnati Bengal records. 
disrespectful. Philip is way better than no, him. no. He break. He got passer records. Go ahead, put him in the league. Go ahead, put him in the fame. Come on now. Disrespect. No, Philip is better than Andy Dalton. <laughs> Y'all talking about stats though. Nick Foles gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Where I'm about to hit you guys with is because Philip is better than 95 percent of quarterbacks to ever touch the NFL. 95. Yes. <laughs> All right, look, we're about to move on. Look, we're moving on. We're going to stay that top for We're going to stay that top for another day. We're going to stay that for another day because I'm done. We're not doing that no more. We're going to. Wow, 95. All righty then. Go ahead. Woo! This Cali love, all right, because L.A. Rams, they, they definitely did it for your, for your Cali boys out there. Dooley, shout out to the Rams on their win. And shout out to Ishmael for picking the Rams to win this game. Um, and and I'll, start, I'll, start off, I'll start off first because um, I, I, of course, assumed, and I, and I talked about it in the pregame show, that Seattle's going to do what they do. And they were going to shut down this Rams offense and especially the running game. And it happened is the complete opposite when it comes to Cam Akers took it to this Seattle's defense and ran for a scrimmage yard record of 157 scrimmage yards for the Rams, a rookie record. And for that to happen on the Seattle defense at home, too, was very just wow. And of course, because of everything that was going along, going on with the Rams offensive side of the ball that's what was reluctant for me to change my pick from the Rams to Seattle just due to the quarterback trouble that they had coming into this game uh I'll go ahead and start it off with you Ish since you went ahead and won um this game yeah um I knew that the Rams were going to do what they needed to do uh their defense had been stopping the Seahawks the whole time all year I mean the Seahawks did win this last matchup um the most recent matchup before this game uh but one big thing that I forgot to mention on the show before the games was that Cam Akers didn't play in that game and I thought that Cam Akers being back in that backfield was going to make a difference um and i believed in aaron donald and in um my boy jalen ramsey out there um on his island i think that green bay needs to be watching watch out for this defense because this defense is the real deal real deal holy field right now this defense don't play with them the problem is even though this team won this game i feel like they got lucky to win this game i was kind of sweating it for a little bit because jared goff I understand the man got pins in his thumb or whatever is going on with my man. Then he then he move on. Move move on. The offense was other than Cam Akers, Jared Goff was pitiful. They should have actually ran away with this game rather than the game being as close as it was. Because honestly, the defense was doing and it wasn't just Aaron Donald on that front four. That front four was giving Russell Wilson hell. The whole game, that man couldn't do anything. He was trying to run, and it was like he would get away from one person, and the next person was right in his face. Oh, yeah. So Russell was doing nothing the whole game. For their offense, though, they were out there just bumming around. It wasn't even like the Seattle defense was doing that great. Like, they were missing passes. They were just, I mean, dropping balls. It was terrible for me. I just – I think that they could beat Green Bay because of their defense – but I think the offense will probably cost them in the end when it comes. If they get knocked out of this playoffs, I think it's going to be the offense fault. That's just what I think. Dooley, what you got? Man, first of all, I want to give Itch congrats for being the only person on the panel who got this game correct. You know, um, credit, got to give credit where credit is due. Now, <clears throat> um, when you two for 14 on third down, like the Seahawks were, they lost the turnover battle. Yeah, they had less rushing yards than the Rams when they need rushing yards to win. Russell Wilson is a quarterback that's based off his running game. Okay, that's how good Russell. That's what you're gonna get out of Russell Wilson. Okay, now outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, like it stated, that whole defensive line did their thing. But Aaron Donald's just a man. He disrupted that whole game single-handedly. They couldn't block him, and he gave Russell Wilson hell. You got DK Metcalf on the on the sideline cussing out Pete Carroll. You know, it was it was just it was too much over there in Seattle. <laughs> it, it was too much going on. The Rams had their number. Todd McVay has Pete Carroll's number. You know, there's nothing we can do about that. You know, I I expected different. And what's crazy is going back to how what I stated last Saturday, I had them regardless of the 12th man. 
Well, the 12th man might have been the deciding factor for the Seattle Seahawks. They needed their fans that day because there was, the Rams came into town to whip some tail. And whip some tail, they did. But, but, that's, but that's something that I've stated since day one of us starting all, all of these sports back up is home field advantage is kind of gone away from basketball and football and, and even in baseball. And I know some people probably don't think that home field advantage is a thing, but it really is. It seriously is a thing, especially momentum. And fans seriously do help when it comes to energizing certain sides of the ball to help them perform, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That I mean, I think the defensive side of the ball feeds from the 12th man to be able to make plays, again, on that defensive side of the ball. And when you don't have that, and, and I hear a lot of basketball players talk about that a lot, when they get to that third, fourth quarter, they want that, that fan base to be able to push them to be able to finish off that game. And what's very interesting with this Seattle team is, what do they do moving forward with this team? Because they're going to have to do some self-evaluation. Yesterday, they already fired their offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. So it'd be very interesting to see what they're going to do with Russell Wilson in this offense. Will they get back to their original Seattle type of offense, running the ball more, to letting, then letting Russell cook and whatnot? Because they're going to have to establish a running game back again, right? So... You know, we'll see what happens. Um, Greg says he's clearly trolling on the Phillip Rivers 95% point. Hell nah. That's that's what Greg said on, on that whole Phillip Rivers situation. Right. But we'll, we'll revisit that what, another what, what day. Do you know? What do you know, Greg? Hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, if he don't know what he's saying, then I don't know what I'm saying either. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, hey, you can hey, count the thousands of quarterbacks that ever touched the NFL. <laughs> do the numbers. He's better than... 90% of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. You said 95, but okay. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up with the nightcap game on that Saturday. The Buccaneers at Washington football team, and like Ish stated before, this was a lot closer than it should have probably been. And Ish, go ahead and start this one off for me. I mean, yeah, it was closer. Uh, Taylor Heineke, or whatever you say, however you say my man's name, he balled out. He, he did show up. Uh, the defensive line, although um, oh, oh boy didn't get to Tom Brady, um, they did call create some havoc for Tom Brady, though. They were pressuring him. They didn't really get to him, but they pressured him a lot. Um, they caused him to make some bad throws. So, I mean, it was a pretty good – I think from this game, what I took was the Washington football team is a real team. They're real. Um, the NFC East needs to be a little scared um, because moving forward, I think it only gets better for them. Although Alex Smith may be hanging it up, I think that they can get a quarterback in place that can do their thing. One thing that may be on the horizon, which I don't know how I feel about it, Cam Newton could be you know, meeting up with his old coach in Washington, and it could be a revival of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Dooley, a, a Washington fan, you don't want it, but, hey, it might be happening. Um, for the Bucks, though, I think the one shining light for them, uh, beside them winning this game, is that the Saints didn't look too great in their game. So uh, that's going to be a nice little matchup. They get third times the charm, I'm assuming, for uh, Tampa Bay. They're going to be looking forward to that matchup. Uh, but, yeah, this this game really – the surprise was the Washington football team. I got a hands, clap, hand clap for them because it was a great year for them. Uh, all the adversity they had, the name change, uh, Ron Rivera, Alex Smith coming back, they were able to do their thing. Dooley, go ahead, talk about the team. Oh, well, thank you, my man. <clears throat> well, only one of us on the panel had them going to the playoffs since early in the season. You know, nobody really believed in this Washington football team. I believed in them, and they got the job done, making the playoffs at 7-9. and nine. And you know what? I could have sworn somebody on this panel was disrespecting them last week when the fact of the matter is they did a better job than a Tennessee Titans over the, over the, over the weekend. Um, both took the L, but who had a better game? Okay. okay. What happened? Your loss. Continue. Continue. We weren't the favorites. Your loss. We were not the favorites. Again, if you actually listen to the show, if you actually listen to the show, Dooley, the Ravens were a three-point favorite. Continue. I don't don't care about whoever's at home field. 
has the favor is the favorite. You must not be listening. You're literally, you literally must not be listening. I just I just said in the last in the last topic that because there are no fans at the game, it changes the whole outcome of games this year. Who had the better record on the season? It was the same record. Nerve, Dooley. Just just they both had the same record. Okay. Okay. Like I don't, I'm not. I'm not understanding where you're going. He, he didn't touch a nerve because again, what you're saying is that because the Washington football team had a better L, then that means obviously they're a better team and took a better. No, that makes no sense. That, that makes no sense. That to throw that in your face. That's fine. That's all that was about. It was, it was, yeah. It, um, That's fine. Yes, I would be. I would be very ecstatic to be able to win a shitty division at seven and nine and just be. Grateful with being able to put the comments up. be be very 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 pitiful and be able to make it into the playoffs. It, it, you sound like a Texan fan right now. You really do. Yeah, so shout out shout out to you. This man said his own Washington football team was going to get smacked last week. You got to keep that same energy. Oh no no, but hold on. So I can't be. Oh no no. I wasn't done with my soliloquy. Hold on, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's kind of like, hold on, it's kind of like you saying that Phil Rivers went from 95 percent to 90. I'm just saying, calm down, Donald Trump. We got, we got, we got receipts. I'm just saying, calm down. I mean, who, who, like I said, there's been thousands to play. There's only about 50 quarterbacks that have ever been better than Phil. You're, you're drunk. You are drunk. I'm gonna need you to stop it right now. It is too early on the West Coast for you to be drinking. Stop it. I'm gonna have you do that math. There's only been 50. Okay. So Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So anyway. there's fifty quarterbacks right now that's better than it's fifty little little kids in Texas is better than Phil Rivers. Sure there is. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> anyways, but this game was really impressive. Of course, I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning. Thank you very much. Yes, I did not I had them winning, but can I be impressed? For the Washington football team and the future that they have shown us, yes, the NFC East is definitely in trouble. They are in trouble because if this team gets a good quarterback, by the way, the quarterback they had was not bad. He was not bad. I was actually quite surprised that he came in and he played such a good game. You know, nonetheless, I had Tampa, Tampa Bay winning the ball game, you know, by a bigger margin, as a matter of fact. So Washington, how Ish brought up this game earlier as being the most surprising game, truthfully, it was the most surprising game of the season because they of the playoffs because they were seven and nine. You know, I, I agree, Greg. Dooley clearly drinks four locals and never clear. He's drunk. Look, hey, Dooley, Dooley is one one thing I will say, and I've known this man since my college days. From seven in the morning to seven p.m., he will have that same energy. It, it, he, it does not matter the time, the day. No matter what it is, that boy gonna bring the energy, and I respect that from him. Sometimes he be a little drunk, but he gonna bring the energy though. But I will say this though, before we get on to the next game, the Bucks was were an eight point favorite. They did cover the spread, so I mean, it's it's not like they they only won by two or three points. I I do I I, I, I do understand it probably should have been a bigger a bigger spread of a, of a game. I completely understand where you're coming from, Dooley, but they did. Cover the point spread. So, with that being said, a team that did not cover the point spread. Technically, they did. My bad. Technically, they did. Since they were favorites. Because if the Titans, if the Titans were favorites duly, then we wouldn't have covered the point spread. But the Ravens won 20-13. And I have no problem speaking about this game. Because I am not a delusional fan like a lot of fan bases are out here. And I stated on this show that even though I am picking the Titans, I am worried about Lamar Jackson, and I am worried about how well he was playing coming into this in, into this playoff game. And I did say that Lamar has been thinking about that playoff game loss from the Titans since last year. And everything that I saw in that game on Sunday proved proved me right. He played well. He had he had some see, he had some air apparent throws, some throws that weren't great. But he made the throw that he needed to make to win the game. And he also took off and did what he needed to do with his legs to make plays that, that needed to be made. And with that being said, Lamar finally won his first playoff game. And it's going to be very interesting, honestly, to see his next matchup. I don't wish, again, I, I wish Ish and Dooley would, would stop making these faces because I don't wish any ill will things towards Lamar. I don't wish anything bad towards Lamar. I hope that... He continues his success, and we'll see what happens when they play against Buffalo because I think that is a very important game, not for just Josh Allen, but mainly, of course, for Lamar Jackson. I think this is his opportunity to show everybody and prove everybody that, look, 
Even though I didn't get my playoff win last year, I'm still the MVP. Now this will be my second playoff win. I have more wins than Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, again, depending on what happens in their games. And then he's, he's able to take back that that narrative of I'm, I'm a quarterback that can win without having to, I guess, throw on a consistent basis from a quarterback position. But my statements on Lamar will remain the same moving forward until I see it. Until he's able to throw the ball downfield consistently, he will not beat he will not beat the Chiefs. He will not he will not play for a Super Bowl. So I respect him for beating the 28th ranked defense in the NFL. I respect him for beating the the second worst defense in the playoffs. Shout out to Lamar. But we are going to see what happens when they play a better defense and when they play a better a better overall team like the Buffalo Bills. Um, may may I? You may. may. You may. I mean, because it should have started on me first, considering the fact I was the only. Nah, it's not. Right. Nah, you you can can go next. You can go next. Uh, Okay, so. Since I was the only person on the panel that got this win, um, I'd like to say when, when he's no longer King Henry, he's Prince Henry from now on. The man had, the team had a total of 51 yards rushing. What, what, what did we talk about? They had to dominate the running game, which they did not. Another thing, they had less than seven minutes worth of time of possession. Then the Bolts, how do you expect to beat Lamar with seven less minutes of time or possession? Why? Because Tannehill in that passing game on the back end were trash because Prince Henry was not doing what he was supposed to be doing. Man, he's oh, so disrespectful. Or the line. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. My man is, listen, there's only one man in sports we call the king. Let, 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 let's get that straight right now. There's only one man we call the king. Yeah, it's Derrick Henry. We could continue. And it's not Derrick Henry. It ain't LeBron. So it ain't LeBron. It's not. I don't call. I ain't calling LeBron the king. But continue. Yeah, I ain't calling Derrick Henry the king either. Well, yeah, then shut then shut your mouth and, and worry yeah, about yeah, Phillip Rivers yeah, then. Yeah. Anyways, get Phillip Rivers to the Hall of Fame. Anyway, hey, hey, guess what? And, and I don't care how you guys feel about this. If Vic is a Hall of Famer. So is Philip Rivers. Vic isn't a Hall of Famer, but continue. Oh, oh, okay, I'm glad you said. I I, I think continue. Vic is a Hall of Famer. I think Vic is a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, that's me personally. You that's just me. you're going off of his highlights and because of the things he was able to do with the Falcons. That's, that's what me. you're going off of. Anyways, your Tennessee Titans got bummed out, and they're gonna get bummed out again every year from here on. <laughs> okay, so you, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson did his thing. Um, Nothing I didn't expect. He beat them. The Tennessee Titans, the defense, like we said, was going to fall apart, which they fell apart. Lamar ran all over them. Good job. Hell of a win. He only had 165 yards passing. That's like, man, to lose to a team that only has 165 yards passing is just a – you he know. had he had 179. Ryan Tannehill had 165 passes. Okay, yards. that was Tannehill. My bad. The the actual passer had the less yards. Doesn't surprise me. Anyways, Ish, I'm gonna let you take over because yeah, yeah. I don't I, have um. Let me just say, Dooley, I'm gonna go ahead and give you your props, man. You deserve it. You chose the Ravens when everybody else was choosing the Oilers. Um. The, I agree with pretty much everything my man Dooley was saying. X, I thought what you said at the beginning of your little um, time that you had at the um, to start us off, at the beginning you were good, and then you went off track. Also, Dooley, you had you went off track a little bit in that in the fact that why are y'all saying that this defense did X, Y, and Z? This defense held Lamar Jackson to 179 passing. And only 136 yards rushing. This defense actually showed up and played and kept it close. The Oilers' offense is exactly who to blame. King Henry had only 40-something yards rushing, okay? Ryan Tannehill, instead of picking up the slack, decided to go on early vacation or something and – I understand that A.J. Brown was hurt a little bit. He uh, hurt his ankle uh, against the Texans. A.J. So, Brown been hurt since week 11 of the NFL season. Hey, I'm You've just been saying. been hurt all year long. You know, continue. I understand he was uh, he was a little banged up. And he re-injured himself against the Texans. 
but you stop throwing the ball to him and then you come back to him. I mean, like there was no consistency there. It didn't seem like there was an accurate, like a very a well-defined game plan. I don't even know what their game plan was. They were out there just playing backyard football on that offensive side. The defense was what everybody was talking about. The defense was what everybody was saying, like, oh, they're going to let them down. They're going to let them down. The defense kept them in the game, and the offense just couldn't do it. So the Oilers going to have to go regroup, figure something out, because to me, when we were all talking about the defense and stuff, I'm a little concerned about that offense now. I need to figure out what happened. Maybe the offensive line was banged up. I don't know. But that was a poor showing from their part. For the Ravens, I am not as high on the Ravens as you seem to be, Dooley. Um, I don't feel like Lamar Jackson did anything that we didn't expect him to do. He ran the ball a ton. He threw some really bad passes. And he lucked out that, for some reason, Tennessee couldn't score. Because, really, the Oilers had the game to lose. And they lost the game because they just couldn't score. Um, Lamar didn't really win that game, and I was hoping that he was going to have a better passing outing. He did not. Um, again, next week, luckily for him, he doesn't have to have a great passing outing because the Bills are bad at stopping the run. We saw that in their game. They could not stop Jonathan Taylor. How do they expect to stop Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, whoever else they want to bring to the run game? I just don't see Buffalo actually stopping them. So it may be from a matchup standpoint, I think the AFC, the matchups worked out for some of the teams and it didn't work out for the others. I think the Ravens got a good matchup and I think the Chiefs got a good matchup. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. By the yes, way, sir. shout out for Marcus Peters, the kid out of Oakland. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. because they didn't test them all game and they shouldn't have. <laughs> good job, Tannehill, on floating it up to Marcus, one of the best corners in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, oh do you guys disagree with that statement too, huh? Okay. I mean, he's one of the best corners when he actually wants to play. He's not consistent, if you want me to be honest with you. Is that the one when the dude fell? One of the best. He's no, that's the one. No, that's the one where, where Marcus Peters hit hit uh hit our receiver a little too early before the ball got there, and yes, that was an interception because you know the refs don't want to throw flags. But that's here nor there. Again, I'm not going to I'm not going to complain about the game. I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is we'll see Marcus Peters real soon. And what the Ravens did was disrespectful because again, if you play sports, you know what that was about. And I'm just gonna leave it at that because hey, it is what it is. I'm not gonna. Cry over spilled milk. We'll see y'all next year. All right. With that being said, the Bears in New Orleans. Of course, we all took the New Orleans Saints to win this game. And, of course, the Saints took care of business. Um, I want to start off first because I don't want to talk about the game. I want to talk about the broadcast of the game. If y'all got a chance to check out the game on Nickelodeon, I thought it was a very fun family type of showing to be able to introduce football to kids you can laugh all you want to ish but i really thought it was a cool interactive way to watch the game especially with anytime somebody scored they they slimed them it wasn't real slime but it was virtual slime sean payton got slimed after the game was over with and i just thought it was a very cool way to introduce the game of football to young kids so with that being said i hope that the nfl is able to do more of these um um i guess you could say cross collaborations with each other when it comes to uh putting more games on a kids network because again if we were eight years old watching uh jerry rice play for the 49ers i think that would be a cool thing to watch on nickelodeon so that's what I was. That's what I feel like from this game was pretty cool takeaway. Ish. Um. Yeah, I checked that out for just a little bit. I didn't think it was that cool. It was I. Um. It wasn't that special, but sure. Uh, maybe from a kid's perspective, it would have been a lot cooler. Uh, the game. What I talked. Uh, what I took from the game is. Uh, I try to. I try to tell y'all before this game. I try to tell y'all. I understand the Bears' offense isn't some elite offense. But I try to say everybody was disrespecting the Saints defense. That's the number four total defense in the NFL going into this game, um, going into the playoffs. And the defense showed up. I think the defense won them that game. Uh, again, I understand it's, the, it's Bears the Bears. It's the Bears. It's the Bears. We ain't going. Nope. Nope. I understand. But still, 
the uh, the Saints offense didn't do too great. And going into next week where, you know, the Saints did blow up on the Buccaneers um, in their last meeting and everybody was like, oh, the Saints are way better than the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers don't want to see the Saints in the playoffs. I beg to differ. I think the Buccaneers will definitely want to see the Saints now because Drew Brees, I don't know what was going on. He didn't look the same. Alvin Kamara, he's going to do what he's going to do. But when Drew Brees in the passing game is not really on, what's there to say? Michael Thomas did get him a touchdown, but overall in the entire game, he didn't look that like he's 100%. So I'm a little concerned there. Uh, The Saints won the game, but I think the story is – what do you see from the Saints moving forward? Are we going to get a similar performance next week or this week against the Buccaneers, or are they going to go back to being the Saints that were playing in the regular season? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Dooley, what you got? Well, not much, except for the Bears are who we thought they were. You know, so they they were, hey, you know, as the great coach Green said, you know, they're just – their lackadaisical offense, the Bears are not even fun to watch in today's world of football. You know, we, we, we require offense in today's game. You know, the Bears are just, man, listen, let, let's move on. I don't have much to say. And <laughs> um, I, I, I'll just cap it off before we go on to the next one. Uh, like we talked about in the sh- in the pregame show, Saints were a ten point favorite. They covered the spread. So if you did take those points, hey, like I told you, I'll go. You know, you, I hope you won you some money. Um, but other than that, I think again the real test for some of these teams, like you know New Orleans, Ravens, um, even even the Bills. I think a lot of these teams, we are going to really see how they look next week, or I'm sorry, this upcoming this upcoming weekend, I should say. To, to see, are they for real? You know, and I, and I think that's going to be something uh, interesting to see. And especially this team as well. The Cleveland Browns took on the Pittsburgh Steelers and pretty much showed everybody they're not the same old Browns anymore. I mean, I know, and, I, and you're right, Ish. I know you can make that face and say uh, maybe the Steelers gave it to them. And you're correct. I, I, I think we can all we can kind of say what would happen if it was it wasn't a 28-0 lead in the first quarter. What would happen? But guess what? If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. And that's why you go out and go play the game. The Steelers were at home. There were no excuses. You know, all that good stuff. This is the little brother of of, of Pittsburgh. I don't want to see or hear any of that crying from Big Ben Roethlisberger and Marcus Pouncey at, at the end of the game. <laughs> we, we lost to the Browns. Well, how about Big Ben? If you Big Ben, if you were so controlled in the locker room and you feel like you you so much of a leader, how about you 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 round up these young guys that keep wanting to play Fortnite or wanting to play uh, do TikTok or chase Claypool as well? He not have he don't have his head on straight as well. You know, I I think Big Ben he's gonna have to figure out if one if he still wants to even play because this has been the second year now where he. It's coming to the season like, yeah, I mean, I think I want to play, but not really. And two, he's going to have to figure out, like, for himself, I'm not as good as I once was. So I got to figure out what do I need to be to be a better quarterback that doesn't rely on being able to throw the ball, being able that doesn't rely on my toughness and not being able to take sacks. What am I going to have to do to become a better quarterback to stay in this league for another two or three more years? And I don't know if Big Ben Roethlisberger wants to do that. And also, I don't even know if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base even want Big Ben anymore as a quarterback moving forward. Dooley? You know, um, Big Ben, he, you know, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I I, I must say that. So who's better, Big Ben or Phillip Rivers? Oh, B- Big Ben. Big okay, ben. just making sure. Just making sure. Um, not by far. It's funny you bring that up because I just I'm just asking. I'm just I'm just asking. Okay, look at their career stats. I don't gotta look at I don't gotta look at stats. I look at play. Oh no, you base it off the fact Ben has won two Super Bowls. That's what you base it off. But besides that, I can base it off of what I see on film. And Big Ben is just a better quarterback. But continue though. Fairly, and you could argue some. One could argue Ben has had a better team. That is a factor, right? He's he's never had Antonio Brown. That's for sure. 
to Philip, you know. So you he's had Keenan Allen. He's had Keenan Allen. He has has Antonio Gates, a Hall of Fame tight end. He's also had um uh who's the other tight who's the other raw receiver ish? I know I missed one. Um I'm missing I'm missing one more uh, in the no, mid no, in the no, early two no. thousands or whatnot, but let's not act like Philip Rivers haven't had okay, weapons. But continue uh, maybe, though. Continue. Uh, no, 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 no. Rivers had he had Chris Chambers at the end there of the There we go. Career. There we go. Okay. That's yeah. a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. But Ben has also had a bunch of great receivers as well. When you talk about Ben had Plaxico for a little bit, uh AB's done his thing, Heinz Ward, you know. Um, but anyways, anyways. Um so as far as this game, hold on. What are we discussing? The Browns versus Pittsburgh again? Yes, Dooley. Okay. No, I was just wondering why we went back. Um, we, we didn't go back. So, we, this is the first. We just started this one off. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you asked me. Uh, Four locos in the morning. <laughs> I mean, my, my bad, ladies and gentlemen. So it's, it's, a man woke up to this show at 6.50 a.m. You know? And we appreciate and We appreciate you, Dooley. We do. Of course, absolutely. So as far as this game goes, actually, to be honest, even though I was surprised the Browns won, I had a feeling that the Browns the Browns are competitive. The Browns are good. I knew what they had to do to win. But to be honest, they just came out and played a better game of football. That doesn't necessarily mean they're better than the Steelers. You know, they had a better Sunday. I mean, Saturday. Well, you know, that's they all Sunday. they came down to. Do I believe the Browns? Okay, Sunday. They the Browns are really better than the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you know. I mean, but, hey, I mean, look, job, look can I can I say no? Seriously, I can can I say something seriously? Seriously though, this this we're talking about one year. We're not talking about the overall franchise. We're not talking about the overall players that have played for the Steelers for the last fifteen. We're talking about this 2020-2021 season for both teams. The Browns are a better team. Then the Pittsburgh Steelers are right now due if again if you look at the makeup of this team, the Cleveland Browns team, they have a better running game than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They might not have a better quarterback, but they have better offense. To me, I think they have better offensive weapons than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you want to be honest, they might have a better defense than the Pittsburgh Steelers. So with that being said, yes, you can make that face all you want to. So with that being said. I think we are we are continuously trying to hold on to the Browns in because of their bad resume. Keep trying to say, no, nah, the Browns are the Browns because they've been the Browns for so long. We're talking about right now. And right now, the Cleveland Browns are a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not. Okay. They're not. They're not. Clearly, Dooley been passing you some stuff behind the scenes because they are not a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay? They're, they are not. They they got out to they they got out to an early lead because of some bad situations, which if anybody was watching the show on Saturday, I said I picked the Steelers, not because I had a total confidence in Big Ben and that offense, because if you watch how they play, you nobody has total confidence in that offense. That offense has been in shams for uh, I, don't, I don't know, for a couple of weeks now, but. The um, the thing about them was I picked them because Mike Tomlin and that discipline that Mike Tomlin has and the way he prepares his teams. And to be honest, they did not look like a Mike Tomlin team in that first quarter. They came out and just made mistake after mistake after mistake. Some people can blame Big Ben. Some people can blame that first um, that first snap. But honestly, anybody who's played any sports, you know, adversity is going to hit you. You got to just respond and move forward. And I feel like after that first snap and that touchdown that they gave up, they did not move on. They kind of just wallowed in that and they continue to do that until after that point. And honestly speaking, the reason why I'm going to tell you right now, the Browns are not better than the Steelers. Had it not been for that 28 point uh, head start that they got, they would have lost this game. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that, dude. I mean, ish because it because games game plans change. Game plans change when things like that happen. Can you just hold on? Can you just hold on? The one concern that everybody and anybody who knows the Cleveland Browns had about the Cleveland Browns, which is the same reason why they barely beat a team that rested their starters in the last week of the season, that secondary is not that great. And they were not good. 
when the when Pittsburgh started to throw the ball like they needed to throw the ball, they were not good. They couldn't stop them. They did not stop that. They did not stop the Pittsburgh offense at all. That secondary is not good. That is why I think this matchup, if of all the matchups, I wanted the Browns to win this game. When they started, to, when they got that lead, I told you in the group chat, I was like, I like it. I want it to happen. You know why? Because, because you, as a Kansas City fan, are going to play against the Browns. Yeah. And I hope, you know what? And you know what I really hope? You know what I really hope? I really hope you're able to eat these damn words when Patrick Mahomes throw three picks against this elite Brown secondary that you keep disrespecting them. <laughs> Oh, you that you keep disrespecting. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to eat your damn words on our recap show when when the Chiefs lose to the Browns and everybody in Chief Kingdom gonna be like. Anyway, this Browns secondary is not good at all. Um, I think the matchup is perfect for the Chiefs, but I will say this: that run game is the real deal. Nick Chubb once again was doing his thing. Kareem Hunt. He's already said it's personal going back to Kansas City, so I'm interested to see how he performs next, um, this coming week. Baker Mayfield actually had him a day, so we're going to have to go ahead and give it to Baker Mayfield. The most, the last thing I want to say about this game, of all things, Juju Smith, who, sir, or whatever we want to call him, just shut up. Just stop. Don't say anything moving forward. Please. Because that's, you that's, are, that's the TikToker right there. That's the TikToker. Yourself. Like, you do not make it easy on yourself for people to just come to your defense or be like, oh, yeah. Blah, blah. I mean, my man, you're not doing anything, really. You're not really doing anything. I know you have 157 for one touchdown. That's cool. I mean, Big Ben did throw the ball over 60 times, so I would hope you would have that kind of yardage. But really, you killing the team, bro. You hurting your team. You giving these teams motivation to come out here and smack y'all in the mouth, and that's exactly what happened. I need you to just calm it down. Chase Claypool, my man, you going to come on um, your stream or whatever after the game and say, oh, well, uh, it don't matter that we lost because the Browns going to go get smacked. Boy, you lost. You sitting at home. Don't worry. They're going to come join you, but you already there. They put you there. So why are you speaking on them? You don't have any right to speak on them. They whooped on you, so just be quiet, and then when they come join you, y'all can have it up while y'all watch the What's crazy about Chase Claypool is he went to Notre Dame. He should be used to being put out early. I'm just saying. I mean, he hasn't won nothing in college. But anyways, I'm just saying. I mean, so – we're going to go ahead and talk about, for a very, very brief nine minutes before we get done with the show, on Tuesday we'll have our, of course, uh, prediction show, 30-minute prediction show on Sunday, I'm sorry, on Saturday morning before the game start. And let's go ahead and talk about these divisional matchups right quickly. Again, very, very brief. We will not make our picks. We'll just talk about them right quick. Rams at Green Bay, 335 at Fox. Dooley, what are you looking forward to in this matchup? Well, considering the fact Aaron Donald hurt his ribs, you know, um, people aren't talking about that. Sean McVay said he's already going to be ready for this weekend. Yes, yes, I, I know, but that doesn't mean I can – I'm just going to be all in on him. You know what I mean? That's the um, Terminator. I am. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hear you. Until he, gets, until he gets one of them sidearms to the ribs one time, and then we're going to see where the Terminator Until somebody chop off his legs, I'm good with Aaron Donald. He'd he be all right. Uh, yeah. So, if if Donald was full strength, I would have the Rams based off one player, you know, because what Donald single-handedly does is changes the game. For Rodgers, Rodgers would hate Aaron Donald, hates players like Aaron Donald, you know. Um, this is what I'm scared of. I'm scared my man Aaron Rodgers will not be the uh, – will not come out and play how he usually plays. You got to understand, Aaron Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. As far as I'm concerned, in his career, his career has not been as great as it should have been. He should he should have been he should have competed in a few Super Bowls by now, if not at least had a few rings on his hand, you know? But a lot of that is not just based off the coach, McCarthy or the defense, but a lot of that is based off him as well. Rodgers hasn't always made the proper throws at the proper times. You know what I mean? So this Rams Green Bay is pretty interesting. The key is the quarterback play for the Rams, personally. If the Rams can have good quarterback play, because obviously they have a top defense. 
If the Rams can put together a good game from their quarterback, I'm here to tell you the Rams are going to go into Green Bay and shove it up there you know what. All okay. right. Let's go yeah. ahead. Except we got to wrap it up. We got five minutes left. Um, go ahead, Ish. Real quick, uh, like Sean said, the matchup for me, the deciding factor is going to be Ramsey versus Adams. Uh, the one question I have about that matchup is will they allow Ramsey to follow Adams across the field? Because the two times that um, really when DK Metcalf did the most damage, he wasn't actually going against um, Jalen Ramsey. And I feel like that is at fault for L.A. They should have allowed him to follow DK all over the field. And I hope that that's what they will do against Green Bay because that's the key matchup for them. If they can do that, um, it'll keep their weak offense in the game and potentially help them to win that game. So that's the key factor. Great, great analysis there. It's great analysis. All right, Ravens at Buffalo. How you feel about this one, Dooley? Well, to be honest, you got the number two defense, I mean, offense in the league or number three, Buffalo. Um, to be honest with you, if the Ravens defense can put clamps on them, I got the Ravens hands down. So the key the key side of the ball will be the Buffalo offense against the Ravens defense, not Lamar versus that, even though that that we already know what the Bills defense brings to the table. They suck rushing uh, versus rushers. So Lamar, hello, Disneyland. Okay. So, but outside of that, the game is going to be one in Josh Allen versus Marcus Peters and the crew. Okay. That's the side of the ball. I'm interested to see. Okay. Uh, I would agree with Dooley. My my key uh, matchup for this game is definitely going to be the Ravens front four versus uh, the Bills offense. I feel like if that Ravens front four comes to play like they did against the Oilers, um, this actually could turn into a really bad game for the Bills. Um, but if Josh Allen is able to have time, he's able to make some throws. Uh, Devin Singletary is able to run the ball a little bit. Then, you know, Buffalo could, should come out on top. But that's going to be the key matchup. Will that Ravens front four play similar to what they did against the Oilers? For me, I'm looking at this matchup the same way I'm looking at Rams-Green Bay. I'm looking at the weather first because at the moment, uh, forecast on Saturday is supposed to be 38 degrees and a little bit of slight snow in Buffalo. So that does change up game plans. Uh, will be interesting to see how Baltimore changes a little bit of their game plan. Probably won't change too much because they are a run-heavy team anyways. So, again, it'll be very interesting to see how they both adjust to the weather. All right. Another game that's going to probably have to be adjusted to the weather as well, depending on what happens in Kansas City, is just Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, let's just go ahead and start off with you right quick since you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah, uh, the key matchup for me here is that Brown secondary versus Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I don't know if a lot of people knew, was uh, carrying a hamstring injury towards the end of the season. So I really didn't want him to play, um, you know, towards the end of the season. They kind of rest him. He's had a week to rest. Is he 100% healed? I don't know. We'll see. The weather, like you said, could be a factor because when it's cold, that's not good for people who get muscle injuries and things like that. So I'm definitely looking at this secondary versus Patrick Mahomes and the wide receivers and tight ends, obviously, of the Kansas City Chiefs. If they can slow them down a little bit um, and keep that run game in the um, in the game, then Cleveland has a chance. Cleveland is a real deal team. I'm not trying to say that like in the last thing I wasn't saying they aren't a real deal team. They are. But it's going to be that secondary. They got to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. Dooley, what you got? <sighs> well, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Okay. You got the Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Listen, if the Browns, like Ish was saying, come out, run the ball, win time of possession. If Baker can stay on the field and keep Mahomes off the field, if that defense can put pressure on Mahomes, if Baker can get the ball to Jarvis Landry and Joku, Nick Chubb, Hunt, I'm telling you, just maybe the Browns will lose by three touchdowns. Okay, if that happens, the, the Cleveland Browns have no chance in this game. Let's not be foolish. Next. All righty then. Again, I think we're going to have to revisit this conversation. A lot of, lot of, Chiefs, a lot of Chief faithfuls. All righty then. Um, since we got a minute and a half left, two guys that that have nothing but great two minute drive drills. Top of Bra top of Brady and Drew Breezes, the Jesus of New Orleans. This is the third time they get to see each other. What are we going to see in this matchup that we have not seen in the previous two matchups-ish? 
uh, Tampa Bay's defense. That defense is going to come out a lot stronger than they did um, in that last matchup that they had. I think that they're going to put a lot of pressure on Drew Brees. Um, they're going to be ready to play, and they're going to really try to put the clamps on Alvin Kamara. If they're able to do that and they put the onus on Drew Brees, we could be looking at a totally different matchup. Uh, I am nervous to see how Drew Brees plays. He hasn't looked wonderful. He hasn't looked like the old Drew Brees since he's come back from that injury. Is he going to be the old Drew Brees? We'll have to wait and see that. Duly. What did I say last week, ladies and gentlemen? I have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting all the way to the NFC Championship. Okay, through hell of high water, they're gonna make it through. If, as Israel said, if that defense comes to play, shuts down Drew Brees in that offense. I, even though the Saints have a great defense, I'm here to tell you it's not enough to stop Tom Brady and the crew. They'll figure it out. Tom Brady's at least gonna put up 30 points this week. At least. All righty then. Wow. All righty then. We're going to see on that second-ranked defense. Hey, that's supposed to be the top or another top-ranked defense that Tom Brady's going against. So we shall see. Thank you guys again for tuning in and checking out the Sports Plug. We will be back on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock to talk about our divisional picks. And, uh, hey, this, 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 this is football right here. This is postseason football. It's nothing but good games from now on. So, See you guys on Saturday. Y'all have a great rest of the day. Peace.